there are two level of service categories that we lump into a bucket called the misunderstoods. A few weeks ago, I did a podcast with ALS 2 level. Today, we focus on specialty care transports or the SCT level. Today, in this episode of the QMC Board and Caller, I focus on specialty care transport or the SCT level. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. You know, folks, it's time to remove the cloud of uncertainty that still swirls around this level of transport. According to the Medicare Benefit Policy Manual, Chapter 10, Ambulance Services, a specialty care transport is the interfacility transportation of a critically injured or ill beneficiary by ambulance that includes the provision of medically necessary supplies and services at a level of service that goes beyond the scope of the EMT paramedic. Specialty care transport is necessary when a beneficiary's condition requires ongoing care that must be furnished by one or more health professionals in an appropriate specialty area. The manual lists the following examples of such health professionals. Emergency or critical care nursing, emergency medicine, respiratory care, cardiovascular care, or a paramedic with additional training. Each state sets minimum guidelines for the scope of practice for an EMT paramedic. The SCT payment level is meant to offset when an ambulance service must use other personnel or EMTPs with advanced levels of training that exceeds the typical EMTP street practicing level. Remember, this transport involves a critically ill or injured patient that is moving from one facility to another facility. The patient's condition is such that to move the patient safely from facility A to facility B, someone is on board monitoring and treating the patient because the patient has something going on requiring the additional training level of that health professional above and beyond the EMTP baseline skills. An EMTP with additional training means that the EMTP in question has successfully completed additional education determined by the state where he, she practices to furnish higher levels of services required by critically ill and or injured patients. Other health professionals would be persons skilled in a specific area of expertise required by the patient's condition during transport. One of the misunderstandings about SCTs are the crew requirements. A few years ago, one of the Medicare Administrative Contractors, or MACs, refused to pay at the SCT level due to their misinterpretation of the CMS billing guide. This MAC denied payment for claims when the ambulance crew included BLS level crews along with a health professional that typically was not a pre-hospital provider. The scenario for this confusion was that the patient care report documented a BLS crew that met the minimum crewing requirements for the state for a BLS ambulance and then included the health professional but not necessarily an EMTP with additional training. A BLS crew was dispatched to the sending facility where they added a registered nurse or respiratory therapist, for example, and completed the transport, which resulted in an SCT claim being submitted to Medicare, 
The MAC denied these claims, stating there was no ALS provider accompanying the crew, and therefore the SCT level was denied. CMS and MAC later clarified and revised those decisions as the definition I've defined above in the application of the rule does not indicate that a BLS crew accompanying the healthcare provider and especially would contraindicate payment at an SCT level. Of course, our patient care report documentation must clearly spell out the nature of the person's illness or injury and chronicle that the transport was indeed an SCT transport. The documentation must explain the critical nature of the patient's condition based on the assessment of the crew and the additional healthcare provider. In addition, it is incumbent upon the author of the PCR to be specific about what was attached to or being infused along with whatever specialized treatment and monitoring was required that necessitated the run be conducted outside of the normal ALS transport. The documentation should spell out specifically the name and certification level of the person with additional training or expertise and what specific skills were exercised by that person during the transport. As with our ALS2 discussion we had several weeks ago, I end once again with a caution. Not all payers recognize the SCT procedure code. Your billing office must consult individual payer guidelines to determine if billing using the SCT HICPICS procedure code is appropriate for that particular payer. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Gary Harvat. I'm the Director of Client Services with QuickMed Claims. I hope you found this short bit of information helpful and informative. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day. And hey, be safe out there.